man, that reminds me. I really need to clean out my fridge. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and... Stan Lund. Hi, Stan. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I've, I've certainly had better weeks. Why? What's going on, buddy? Well, as some of you who are listening to this may tell, since the audio might be a little off, my computer broke, so I'm in the process of trying to get it repaired. Oh, hope that doesn't take very long. I hope it doesn't take too long. I'm much more worried about all of my important data on the computer, though, because yeah. all my important, you know, family pictures, all the stuff from my YouTube channels, all of it's at risk of being gone forever. How did it break? Uh, I think the hard drive seized up. Oh, okay. Well, I hope that gets taken care of. Um, yeah. So right right now you're recording on a super old laptop, you told me, huh? One that's so old and busted and concussed that it probably should be bound for the junkyard. Yeah, but you're actually able to record on it. That's a surprise. Um, but I do apologize. We both apologize if there is some noise on Stan's end. Um, you know, a little bit of buzzing, perhaps. I don't think it's going to be too bad. But um, we figured the show must go on. We don't want to miss a week, because if we have to wait to see what happens with your laptop, we may end up missing a week. So we don't want to do that. Right. Um, and honestly, we're not recording something all that um, big tonight. It's just another Darkwing comic uh, from the first issue of Marvel's Disney Afternoon. It's, uh, what is this one called again? It is called Kitchen Cleanup. But before we get yeah. there, um, let's just do a couple uh, quick little tidbits of info. Um, I got my deluxe edition uh, Art of DuckTales book yesterday in the mail. Nice. But I have not been able to flip through it yet. I have just seriously not had the time. But um, it's big. It takes up a lot of shelf space. The slipcover is beautiful. Um, I really haven't gone through, like, the actual, like, the book, you know, the standalone one you'd get in any bookstore. It, you found the coin, thick. though. I did find the coin. Um, <clears throat> that's in the episode guide. Um, the deluxe version of the main book has got, like, a gold leaf kind of uh, printing on the outside of the pages, which is super cool. I don't think the standalone retail copy of that has that. Um, but the episode guide is where you'll find the coin. And I went crazy trying to find this thing, a reproduction of Scrooge's number one dime. It turns out like they cut a hole, like toward the back half of the episode guide, lower right hand corner. And you, ha and it's actually funny enough. The coin is in the section for, uh, let's get dangerous. Nice. So funny enough. And, um, but yeah, I haven't actually read anything, looked through it very much. I know what's going to happen once I read this, read these books. I'm going to want to watch the entire show again. So I'm kind of mentally preparing myself for that. Yeah. Um, but it's a really cool collectible. And it's like, I mean, it's not cheap. It is pricey. But again, thank goodness for gift cards or else I probably wouldn't have this. Or I probably would just buy the, uh, the cheaper alternative, which would be a shame. Um, well, but you know I, what? Next I got kind. Of... Sorry, I was gonna say I got kind of lucky with mine. I 
Amazon did a sale where they reduced it to half price. Oh, so how much did it cost you? Fifty bucks. Ah, uh, so mine was like mine was about eighty, but everything's a little cheaper on Amazon for the most part. Um, but yeah. I guess by the next episode, I'll probably have uh, leaf through it and I'll be able to give more thoughts. It it looks pretty comprehensive though. Uh, well, meanwhile, cool. I, meanwhile, I finally made it to the comic book store and put in a pre-order for Dynamite issue one. I had asked for the Mega Vault cover, but apparently that is more limited, and I don't remember exactly what uh, my dealer said, but he said it was. I can ratio- now fill in the gap. He said it was a ratio cover. Which means the odds are, yeah, like it's low ratio or something, he said. Which probably... Oh, I... Ratio. I thought he said ratio, but I'm like... No, ratio. R-A-T-I-O. Yeah, ratio. Yeah. Yeah, I can shed some more light on it. Basically, it's a retailer incentive comic. So they... This one is a 1 in 10 variant. So they have to order 10 of the regular comic to get one copy of this Megvolt cover. Right. He um he couldn't guarantee me they'd get it. So I just said, order anything, I'll take whatever comes in, and if you do get the Megavolt one, I'll take that too. Right. So I, I told him with this many covers, I'm not going to be picky, because I don't think, this isn't like Boom where I can just say, oh, just get me A and B. This is like, right. I, can't, I can't say get me one of everything, especially, he told me this company goes crazy with their variant covers. And I was yeah, like, they, they certainly do. I mean, there's a couple of them that cost 50 bucks a piece and one that costs 100. That's insane. So I just told yeah. him, get what you can get. And if the Megavolt one comes in, I'll get that one, too. So wh- whatever. At least I'm locked down for it. Yeah, but, uh, I'm pretty much the same way. I want the Megavolt one, but I'll settle for just the regular cover if I have to. But funny story is that um, I've actually used this same comic book store. I use them for Boom, and I use them for Joe Books. Um, and I walked ah, in so there. So when you went in, they must have seen you come and been like, ah, you're here for Darkwing. I walked right in, and the guy kind of smiled, and I said, yeah, we've done this dance before. Uh, now here's the third time. And he laughed, and I'm like, I hope this one lasts a little bit longer than the last one did. He's like, I hope so, too. I'm like, I'm actually surprised you remembered me, because it's been so long. I'm like, I thought maybe I'd have to wear a Darkwing shirt or something. He's like, no, I remember you. So, uh... I can't imagine there were a lot of people going in trying to get Darkwing comics specifically from him. No, probably not. And it's just funny how it's like, I bet they were expecting me to come in. Uh, it's funny. It's just, it was, it was a funny situation. So we got what, uh, less than two months now before this comes out. Was it January 8th? January 4th, I think. Or that's even sooner. So let's, I hope we see some like finished pages before then, just to get some idea what we have going in. We almost certainly will see them within a month of the release, I think. Yeah, because that's how they usually do it. Is like a month out, you know, you know, you'll get, you know, like the first eight pages of a comic. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I think Boom used to do that. I don't remember if Joe yeah. Books did, but Boom definitely. Um, you got to read like the first quarter of the comic every time right before it came out, which was nice. Yep. It definitely whet your appetite 
you know, you're, you're really excited to buy the issue. Um, well, anyway, speaking of issue, um, so like I said, today we're reviewing um, Kitchen Cleanup from episode, issue one of Marvel's Disney Afternoon. It's the only issue I actually own, so it's sitting here right in front of me. Ah, so you did find it. I did find it. Yes, I did find this one. Um, yeah, because I know you'd message me for the link, and I'm like, wait, I thought you had this one. No, and it turns out I did. So it's the only Marvel issue I actually own, and I've had this one since it first came out. I don't know why I didn't continue buying them. Um, but anyway, so Stan, can you oh, tell you, our listeners? If you had, uh, hmm? I was going to say, if you had, you would have probably had issue 10 already. Yeah, I would have had them all. Um, either way, Stan, can you tell us who um, actually who wrote and drew this one? Yeah, it was John Blair Moore, who we've seen a few times in this podcast. Yes, John Blair Moore uh, drew The Darkly Dawns the Duck four-issue miniseries for Disney Comics. And what yeah. else did he do? You did something else that he drew I, as well, didn't you? I believe... Well, one thing we haven't done, but we did the episodes where I believe he had a hand in the uh, Just Us, Justice Ducks adaptation. He, uh, yes, he did do those as well, which obviously I, have were reprinted last year by Phantasmographs. No, Fantagraphics, sorry. Um, yeah. So those are still in print. And he did. And I think he's appeared on a few other things we've done, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Did you guys review The Found World? Yes. That yes, was him, did. too. Okay. But, you know, here he is writing and drawing this one. Um, he definitely seems to get Darkwing and Goslin. The villains in this one, not so much. Um, yeah. But even though... And I, think... Saint... I was going to say St. Canard looked pretty... I was going to say St. Canard looks pretty nice, too. Yeah, he definitely has a really unique art style, but I think it fits Darkwing. When I was younger, I felt he was super off-model, and I didn't really like it a lot. But now I see it does fit. I think his art definitely fits the more goofy style of Darkwing Duck. And I, this is a bit sloppy for him. Maybe he, Maybe this was a rush job, or maybe the budget was lower for the comic. I think uh, right. his Darkly Dawns the Duck looks nicer. Um, there's some well, off-model stuff in this, but... Yeah, and considering when this came out, you know, you can't say, oh, it was before the character showed up, because the release date for this was September of 94. Yeah, so this is well after the series had ended. Right. You know, it's funny that this comic series came out, and it was really hedging its bets on a lot of shows that were all over by now. Yeah. Like, literally, every one, there's, a, there's a, a long Darkwing story, a long Tailspin story, drawn by someone who does not understand the show, um, a one-page goof troop, and a two-page bonkers. But by now, every single one of these shows had ended. At this point, right. Aladdin and, we, and Gargoyles were brand new. And we should mention, that's just for this issue. Because yeah, later just... issues in, in the uh, Disney Afternoon series... Some of them had only single-page Darkwing stories. Wow. And he still was on every cover. Oh, yeah. He still had a spot on every cover. I mean, Bonkers was the newest thing, and that only gets two pages. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, how does Kitchen Cleanup start? 
So we start with Darkwing and Goslin in the the bridge tower overlooking the city, and Darkwing's monologuing once again. It definitely sounds like him. I can hear Jim's voice. Yeah, him and Goslin both sound, you know, correct in my but, head. But like last week, she calls him Pop. Yeah, at least she's not calling him Daddy this time. No. But, of course, her calling him Dad um, starts the plot in motion because she says she has to admit having a dad like you keeps things interesting. And Darkwing kind of blows up at her, like, how many times do I have to tell you don't call me Dad when I'm in costume? I mean, they're in the hideout. It really shouldn't matter. She even points that out. And he's like, it won't be a secret if you get in the habit of loose talk. And she's Which will come back a little later. And she's moping, you know, what's good is a juicy secret if you gotta keep it secret. And then Darkwing monologues some more. But I, again, like, I feel like John Blair Moore is a fan of the show. Because while not everything works about this comic, Darkwing and Goslin really feel like themselves. Yeah. Uh, so Darkwing's talking, and he's still monologuing. And then we get the sound, the sound effect that goes flappa, flappa, flappa. And he's trying to talk over it, but Goslin's like, give it up, Dad, you've met your match. <laughs> and, and what is going flappa, flappa, flappa? That would be the Fred X helicopter. The Fred X. I gotta say, the pilot is definitely looks like a character who would have appeared on Darkwing Duck. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like a, a big, a dog kind of character in sunglasses. And he goes, excuse me, Mac, is this Darkwing Duck secret headquarters? And he gives them a package. Yep. So Darkwing's headquarters isn't too much of a secret. No, apparently not. Not if Fred X but... knows where it is. Uh, so, yeah. they, so they open the package. Um, there's a couple of drawings which, of Darkwing which... here. Yeah, and I will say Darkwing doesn't... What are you saying? I was going to say Darkwing doesn't even remember ordering anything. No, he doesn't. There are a couple of drawings of Darkwing here that are so on model, I think he's taking them from somewhere else. Yeah. Especially the one of him thinking with his hand on his chin. I've seen that drawing somewhere else. And there's a fantastic drawing of him looking at the jar of peanuts. And that looks very Kennedy cartoons. And I know I've seen that drawing, too. Uh, so they so pull what, a bunch of stuff out of this get? box. What'd you say? I said, what does he get in that box? Okay, so they get a jar of peanuts, which I mentioned a second ago. Uh, they get a large jug of water. They get a, um, a flower pot full of dirt, a light bulb, and a mirror. The mirror and maybe we should mention might not it's be much... a hand mirror. A hand mirror, yeah. The mirror, the hand mirror is not much of a tip off, but the water, the flower pot, the light bulb. I think we know this is where this is going. Yeah, though I want to know how how some of these guys fit in them. <sighs> yeah, it's Darkwing comic printed in 1994. I don't think even if you, if you're still reading Darkwing comics in 1994, you're too big of a fan to care. I think. Yeah, fair enough. So I turn the page, and before I notice the comic, I get smacked with a Gargoyles advertisement. Yeah. Which is 
you know, sometimes I can't believe Disney actually did this show. I'm glad they did. It's I'm, one of the uh, best shows that came out of the Disney afternoon. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I definitely acknowledge its place and how important it is. I mean, Stopping Evil, Stone Cold, coming October 24th. I forgot it premiered so late in the fall. Yeah. I kept thinking it was like a September thing, but it was only like a short first season. It wasn't very long, right? It was just like a a mini series, and was that about it? I think so. I'm not entirely sure, though. Well, the gargoyle, I mean, this this advertisement takes up the whole page and is quite a presence. But it distracts me from the fact that when Darkwing opens up the can of peanuts, Quacker Jack pops out. And it, it's drawn like Quacker Jack, and it ain't colored like him, though. Oh, no. This guy has green shoes, yellow pants, he's got, he's actually, he's purple. Got purple. He's got purple shoes. Didn't I say purple? Oh, you said green. His hat is green. Yeah. So, yeah, purple shoes, a yellow pair of pants. His uh, shirt, one side of it's uh, purple and white stripe, and the other side is, like, blue with white uh, dots. He's got a light green uh, collar and dark green uh, hat. I mean, he's drawn well, but the colors are just a complete mess. Yeah. Um, So, you know, he says the fun's just starting, and he tickles Goslin. She knocks over the big jug of water, and of course, who should pop out of that? Liquidator, who it is very difficult to miscolor him, so thankfully he looks like he should. No salt, no coloring agents, no unnatural additives. He's he's doing his ad speak throughout this entire comic. He gets some of the best oh, yeah. dialogue only because they know how to write for him here. Yep. And of course, where Liquidator and Quackerjack are, you know, Bushroot's not far behind. He pops out of the potted plant. Not very in character, yep. but he doesn't have much to say either. So he he snatches now the he... light bulb. And plugs it into a light socket to bring uh, our fourth member of the Fearsome Five. I also noticed a coloring error when he snatches the bulb from Darkwing. Darkwing's, the white feathers of his face are colored green. Are green. I didn't even notice that. Good catch. Yeah, I didn't notice that until just now, too. Um, so Bushroot plugs in the light bulb, and when he turns it on, of course, it comes all sparky. Yep. And so these he guys is colored mostly correctly, I think. Yeah, except for the um the, the trim on the bottoms of his boots, which are white, which brings to mind yeah. the Playmates figure. Yeah. Otherwise, he's colored fine. Um, he's another one you could pretty easy to mess up if you're not paying attention. But I will say the the villains don't really act like, except for Quackerjack, I guess they don't really act like themselves. Like Megavolt oh, just I'd saying say... random. Megavolt saying random things like, I get such a charge out of seeing you, stuff like that. Yeah, though I'd say Liquidator's pretty in character. He calls them the Phantasmic Four. Did he not know what the Fearsome Five were called? I don't know. I I thought it was just a joke, to be honest. I guess so. Um, So they take a look in the mirror. Because you know somebody's missing. 
Yeah. And who's missing? Negaduck. Only Negaduck does not look uh, anything like his normal self. Well, his hat is yellow. His mask, I they they might have been going for black, but it definitely looks like a deep blue. Yeah. And his and is also his um, turtleneck seems to be blue too. And he's yep. got the big sharp teeth that you know Negaduck has now, but he didn't really have then. So I guess John Blamore is kind of predicting the sharp tooth Negaduck that everybody's drawing these days. Yeah. Um, so he says he he found Darkwing's address in his address book, and when Darkwing asks him how, Negaduck says he has ears around the schoolyard, and Goslin's behind Darkwing. She's drawn whistling, but the the text says gulp. Yeah. Well, maybe she's just doing both. Possibly, but I think it'd be pretty hard to whistle and gulp at the same time. I don't know if that is physically possible. Uh, so Possibly what are the vi- not. <laughs> what do the villains do? Uh, they uh, decide to do Plan W. Which is? Which basically is Liquidator turns into a cloud and rains on Darkwing, which I'm not sure if I remember that being a power he had. And Darkwing says, if this is Plan W, and I hate to see plans A through V. Yeah. And then I'm assuming Bushroot tangles Goslin and Darkwing up in uh, shrubs and vines. And then they're trapped, and the villains have the run of the place. You yep. know, they're just, they're just walking around, they're just enjoying being there. And so Darkwing and Goslin hatch a plan. Darkwing tells her to follow my lead. Yep. So... Goslin starts crying that she's hungry and Darkwing says, you know, can you hear that? This child's on the brink of malnutrition. And he mentions there is, they're only feet away from a fridge and we get like the one callback we ever get, I think in any media, to the kitchen in the tower from Darkly Dawn's the Duck. Yeah. So Darkwing starts listing all the bizarre food that's in the refrigerator like pate Most de of frog. Which does, yeah, none of it sounds very appetizing. Pate de frog grass in the crisper, new stew with truffles, stuffed mongoose with all the trimmings, pickled parsimons, raspberry cream, enriched mono and diglycerides. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It sounds gross to us, but the villains definitely are getting hungry. Yeah. And, like, Negaduck's yelling at them from the mirror. No, 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 you know, don't listen to him. Come on. No, What did I tell you about thinking for yourselves? I love this one line of his, pay no attention to the duck in the bush. Ah, uh, that's definitely nice Wizard, Wizard of, Oz of Oz reference, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, what, like, the inspiration is for all this weird-sounding food. The only thing I could think of is, like, it, it seems very Looney Tunes. I think in, like, rabbit seasoning, there's a whole bit with Daffy and Bugs reading off, like, appetizing, like, rabbit and duck, like, foods. And this kind of feels like that's kind of, like, a tribute to this. Yeah. Like, like, like naming, like, exotic foods to make your enemy hungry. And, I wonder uh, one thing, though, Mike. What is that? 
I wonder if Darkwing mentioning barbecued blowfish is possibly a reference to the popular Simpsons episode around the same time. <laughs> Fugu me! <laughs> yeah. Because that episode would have dropped somewhere around 93 or 94. Oh no, I One think. Fish, Two Fish, Blowfish, Bluefish, whatever it was called. That aired in 1990. Okay, so... At least it happened before this comic, so it could be taking inspiration. Yeah, that um, was from season two of The Simpsons. Um, anyway, the villains don't listen to Negaduck, and they wheel over the fridge. Yep. Bushroot says, salad days are here again. And Negaduck is still saying, don't open the fridge, don't open the fridge, don't open the fridge. And Darkwing's like, maybe he's right. It might be a bad idea to open the fridge. And he basically uses a reverse psychology on Negaduck. who's like, I sh- I'll show you who's right. Open that fridge. And what happens when they open it? A giant wave of greenish nastiness swoosh- swooshes out of there. And, like, just covers everybody up. And, yeah. And someone says, not sold in any stores. I'm pretty sure it's liquidated, liquidated. but the, the bubbles point to that Quacker Jack's head. Yeah, but you can tell, though, because look at the, the bubble itself. See how it's, like, dripping, dripping. watery? Yeah, that's you can tell it's meant for meant for liquidator, but, you know. Yeah. And, and liquidator can... is below Quacker Jack, so it makes sense, too. Well, Darkwing reveals that they were never actually trapped. He had the um, his hedge trimmers the entire time. Yeah. So he snips them out. He could have used the buzzsaw cufflinks, but I guess he went with the hedge trimmers, which we know he carries with them. Um, what was that? What was the episode? Um, it's a wonderful leaf. We know he carries giant hedge trimmers just in case he meets yeah. up with Bushroot. So, Basley asks, "What are we going to do with the big mess?" Darkwing tells her. Now, I know John Blamore is a fan, but he must not be a super fan because Darkling tells her to go to the cupboard and get out some burperware containers. What should he have said? Yeah, he should have said quackerware, yeah. Um, Also, we got another coloring mistake in that panel. uh, What is that? Oh, Quacker Jack's Uh, hat is sticking up, but it's colored white. Well, I'd right? say it's not colored at all. This this was definitely a rush job. You could just absolutely yeah. tell. Um, so they're shoveling all the gunk into the burperware containers, which are burping. They probably called it that just so they can have some burp jokes. Yeah. And at this point, Negaduck is so badly drawn, he looks more like Paddywhack. Yes, he... Well, I should say, yes, 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 yes he does. Yes. Um, so Darkwing puts the hand mirror into a burpleware container, closes it up. The container burps with some uh, with some gunk. Yeah, Darkwing says I couldn't have expressed it better. And they don't know where it came from, so they just write "return to sender" on the box, and they plan to just mail it back out. And Goslin's like, "There is just one thing I'm still wondering about. What was that green fuzzy stuff?" And Darkwing goes. Search me. It was in the back of the fridge so long I had no idea. It gained sentience. And that's it? Yep. And apparently in the hideout there is a drop box for snail mail. Yeah. 
For anyone who doesn't know, snail mail refers to just regular mail. Yeah, although in this drawing, the word snail is written as if it was a um, acronym. Acronym, but, yeah. So I, don't, so I don't know what that's supposed to stand for. St. Canard, no, not even St. Canard, is S-S-C. I don't know, I guess your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. And, that's um, uh, your challenge, dear listeners. Come up with a good acronym for snail, for snail mail. <laughs> well, what you can do is write it down on a piece of paper, then throw it away and try to think about it. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> uh, now someone tell me what show that was from. Uh, anyway, so what do you think of kitchen cleanup, Stan? It's kind of a hard one to rate, because on the one side, I like the story. I think Darkwing and Goslin are written, you know, almost exactly like they would be in the show. I like they the really fact that, that Liquidator's ad speak is used correctly, but the, the visuals it's, are where this really suffers. Yeah. To be honest, I wouldn't even say the visuals are that bad. It's the coloring that hurts this. Well, yeah, the coloring. But even then, I feel like this was a giant rush job. Just yeah, to get like something they probably into the first issue. Like, they probably had been working on it, and then they're probably like, oh, we're going to release this comic three months ahead of schedule. Finish it up. I wonder if Marvel had the budget that Disney Comics did. I wonder if there was a yeah. difference in budget. Because in general, Stan, since you have all the issues, would you say the stuff in these Marvel comics is of the same quality as the stuff that Disney themselves were publishing and Disney Adventures and in their own comic line? Is there a difference yeah. in quality? There's a major difference. Because going off on... Only the other two that I've actually reviewed for the St. Canard Files, like issue two had the human animatronic, which made absolutely no sense. And issue 10 features one of the very worst Darkwing stories I've ever read. So my guess is the quality control with these wasn't as good as the Disney stuff. Yeah, or, at least the, or at least the stuff getting published in Disney-owned magazines like Disney Colossal Comics, Disney Adventures. And although I think by now, Disney Comics, their, their own comic line had died. Um, yeah. But those had pretty decent quality control. I, well, even in 94, you know, we were still getting some pretty awesome dark, you know, Disney Adventures slash Darkwing stories in Disney Adventures. I mean, in fact, 94, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was the year Chaos God came out. I believe so. So you got that being published by Disney in their own magazine, but then you look at what they were passing off as content in this comic series, and there is definitely a big divide in what you were getting. Yeah, and I will say I think this probably is the best of the Darkwing content from Disney Afternoon Comics. That's you not know, a certainly very better shining... Than that's not a very shining endorsement for this 10-issue run. <laughs> no, it's it's really not. Which is too bad, because, you know, I'd love to love every single Darkwing story, but, you know, 
obviously I have to hold them to some standard. I mean, then you go forward to the Tailspin comic, and it's got it's got like tertiary characters who are not in the Tailspin style. There's a delivery the woman like blowing... out of... Yes, the kid's blowing bubbles. One of them is a human being. And then there's a delivery woman... They're showing their love of using humans. I know. It is the delivery woman who looks like she belongs in DuckTales, not Tailspin. Two different design styles. Yeah. So, and like the characters themselves are not on model most of the time. You never would have seen art this bad in Disney Adventures or the Tailspin comic series, which is very strong. I have to go back to those one day. The Tailspin comics were short-lived, but those were good. Yeah, I, I don't have every issue of those yet, either. And then Someday. You, then you end on the two-page Bonkers comic, which is completely dialogue-free, dialogue and it's, like, completely... It's nothing. I've never really yeah. read any Bonkers comics. I wonder if there were any good ones. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Like... The only comics I really remember, aside from the Darkwing ones, is I remember a couple of the Tailspin ones I read. And I remember a really nice Goof Troop two-part one where Max wants to get photos with, like, this team, this character Rad Racer's, like, car and ends up going for a joyride in it. Hmm, I've never seen that one. It's a pretty good comic, actually. <laughs> Still, the best Goof Troop comic I think I've read so far was the Chaos God one. Yeah, it but felt back like to what, But back to I would score this story. Yeah. I think I would score it a two and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna just give it a two and a half as well. It's hard to go wrong with the Fearsome Five. I mean, just their presence makes something worth reading. It's better than Rabbit Racer, for sure. Yeah, but the John Blamore's art. I mean, may the man rest in peace. But this isn't his best art. I mean, Darkly Dawn's the Duck and Justice Ducks were better. Um, again, it felt like there was a deadline. He just had to hit it. And whoever was coloring this thing. Colorist Ed Lazzolari. Says the colorist was Ed Lazzolari. I don't know who that is or what he's done. But he clearly didn't watch the show. No. Anyway, so yeah, we'll, we'll both give it two and a half. I guess that's good enough. Yep. We don't have a villain to rate because we've rated the Fearsome Five before. Yep. So we're thinking ahead for the next episode. Hopefully, Stan, you'll have your laptop back by then. Um, I, really I'd like, hope I would so. like to get away from comics for a little bit because we've pretty much done almost an entire year of nothing but comic reviews. Um, I had hinted at it last week. I would like to maybe start reviewing episodes of other Disney afternoon shows, but perhaps to keep them relevant to Darkwing Duck, we'll pick out superhero-themed episodes of shows um, to whet your appetite a bit. A bunch of shows did have superhero-themed. Bonkers did not, so don't worry. We will not be tackling Bonkers, at least not anytime soon. But we're thinking maybe for our first one, if the stars align and we can get it done, um, Double O Duck from DuckTales. We figure that's got great lineage for Darkwing Duck because that's pretty much where Darkwing came from in the first place. Yep. Don't you agree? So yeah. that, if everything goes well, that might be our next episode. We may actually talk about an episode of the TV show for once. 
Yeah. Back back to me mentioning back to me mentioning writers and story editors and animation houses. So that should be fun. I may have to actually take notes again. I haven't done that in a while. Um, yeah. I haven't needed to. When you can hold a comic in front of yourself and just <laughs> and just look at it as you're recording, that's just easy. Uh, so anyway, that should be. Um, I have to bone up on my uh, note taking skills. Anyway, yeah, and that means I'll have to get a new new notepad ready. Remember, I usually have like eight pages. Of notes. Yeah, yeah. We're, we don't want to make these things too long, but uh, right. So anyway, we are the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Uh, you can find us on all podcast apps and YouTube. Um, Stan, you want to? Where can the fan? Where can the fans find you? Want to plug anything? Well, you can uh, find my YouTube uh, channels, though. Until I get my computer, you know, fixed, there won't be any new content being uploaded on them. But those are DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. Cool. And I actually, uh, I'm actually happy to say somebody came over to my YouTube channel from listening to the Saint Canard Files. Well, so that's thank nice. you for joining. That is nice. Um, and you know, I think I've mentioned this podcast before. Um. It's called Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast. And I had yeah. mentioned, I believe when I was talking with Tiffany, I might have mentioned it with you too, that they do um, every Muppet movie two minutes at a time. So they take two minutes of the of the movie and discuss it each episode. They're currently right. about half an hour into the Muppet Christmas Carol. So if you're in a holiday mood and if you like the movie, I know most people do. For me, it's a holiday tradition. And you would like to hear a few Muppet fans talk about it. Um, I recommend that podcast. That one's called Moving Right Along. Um, really, really great podcast. You guys know how big of a Muppet fan I am. Um, yeah. So, until then, I just like plug do you have uh, Do you have any shout-outs? Um, no, I just want to say hi to all of, all of our listeners. I hope Will is doing well and Tiffany and all of our other friends. And, um, and that's really it for now. So until next time, everybody, um, have a good one and stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everyone. Try not to eat any gross gunk in the back of your fridge. Well, got how it got there. Good night, guys. <laughs>